Good morning. It's Wednesday morning, and you're with Animal Central with me, Sharon Dale, and my co-host, Jono. Yes, good, good morning. Good morning. What chaos at the studio yeah, this morning? I'm just looking outside the window. <laughs> Our couch is packed with people, with dogs, dogs puppies, with, uh, all sorts. We've got a pit bull puppy in the studio today. It's fantastic. Um, and, a, and a rescued pit bull. Yeah. Which, and they are so awesome. It was so cool to see Gareth playing ball with a puppy earlier. Yeah, and it wasn't just any ordinary ball. It's one of those big Pilates big balls. balls. Yeah. yeah, and this, when I tell you, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny little puppy. Yeah. So you can imagine how cute that was. <laughs> no, but fantastic. yes, it's going to be a lot of fun. Today's show is very interesting. We've got the people in from the Pitbull Federation of South Africa. These are Underdogs SA. Underdogs SA Rehabilitation Center. So we're talking about Pitbulls today. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Very popular breed. Yeah, very misunderstood breed. Very misunderstood breed. And uh, we're going to talk to them about what they do. They do amazing work. And this is why they brought um, Leafy in. Leafy was one of the abused dogs that was Mm -hmm. found tied up. By chains mm-hmm. um, for months before they actually rescued her. They yeah. do amazing work, and they've also got some very good news stories to tell us. The, mm, the topic is going to get a bit heavy because they were explaining to me exactly how they mm. get the dogs to be aggressive to one another. Because obviously for they the are fighting. exactly, yes. and uh, it's some horrible stories. Mm. Um, but also there is some good at the end of it. Yes, there is good. Mm. I mean, there's people out there that help. Animals, yeah. and this is what they do. That's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah. And then, of course, we've got Peter Lamberti. Yes, which I'm is so, so excited. I know. I can't wait. Yeah, he's a videographer. Yeah, a wildlife videographer. Correct. He's been in the business a long, long time. He's got amazing mm. stories to tell. Yes, very interesting yeah, stories. Yeah, done some to amazing tell. work. So I'm really excited to get into mm. his mind and see what drove him to get into this. Yes. And to make this his passion and his career. Absolutely. Yeah. I think these people that work with animals all have an unbelievable passion for what they oh, do. For sure. So so I don't know if we'll have much left after that. I think we're going to probably run yeah. out of time. But time we're going to start of the off with a song just kind of tying in with the whole dog theme. We've got Snoop Dogg with his song Signs. Maybe I think he's called Snoop Lion these days. Anyway, still in the I think it changes channel. from year to year. Yeah, it does. <laughs> All right, let's do it. We'll be right back. Absolutely love that song. It's such a vibey, get into the holiday feeling. Yeah, we song. decided we're going with more upbeat music yeah, on the show because some of our topics are quite serious. Yeah, we're tired of depressing people. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> now, as we were saying today, we have in the studio and city. I wish you guys could see this. We'll post pictures up later. Yeah, we've there's lots of ladies in the studio. Lots of ladies, John, yes. and you're totally in so the we've minority. Got, yeah. We've got you, Sharon. <laughs> then we've got another Sharon who's an animal behaviorist specializing in pit bulls. And then we have Jeanette, who is very nervous, I can see. She says she's just here for moral support. All right. And then we have Estelle, who, of course, heads up Underdogs SA. Is that correct? Yes. Fantastic. And you've brought, who is this? Liffy and? Kulali. Kulali. Now, Kulali is the little puppy. I see she's How just ran out of energy. Oh, mommy. Yeah, she's run out of energy. She's now sleeping. And Liffy, before we get into what you do, Liffy, uh, you brought her with. She comes from a little bit of a tragic yes. background, Estelle. Yes, she does. What happened to her? Okay, we got a call that she was tied to a small rope on a bush on the infor fit bank. Mm. And uh, they were watching this little female quite a a while mm. uh, they couldn't get closer because then when they somebody stops to go closer then people of a squatter camp comes out and they start chasing the people so that was like looked like it was a trap 
Yes. So what they did is they found us and asked us what can we do. And then um, the lady that found me, she says she's got a guy uh, that she can send into the black the, the squatter camp, mm. and she can ask him to come from the inside out and then get the dog for us because yes. we were scared just to go in and then uh, they might be. Get hijacked or something Yes And that's when we got her She was about four months Five months old She's oh. much younger than she's now And when we got her She had tick flea She mm. had tick bite She but was very, very Yeah She was very sick She was we, I took her in immediately To Honest Depot They mm. got brought her to my house So I took her into Honest Depot And then we started to drive for her Because the doctor says The chances that she will make it Is about 45, 50% mm. It's and not yes, very she good she is today yeah, She was yeah. completely hydrated Very, very scared Where very shy and she made it and mm. I took it in at my place like I told him as well that she had separation anxiety because she adapted me immediately yes. because she's addicted to love and attention and um, then um, I kept at my place and I rehabilitated her and she mm. goes in with any kind of dog Big dog, small dog, German Shepherd. Yes. She goes out. She's like Nitro. She's, she's amazing. Ambassador. She is she's amazing. With birds, people. She's mm-hmm. really, and we called her Liffy because since the day we got her, yes. all she wanted was love. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, now for those who don't know, let's let's go back to the beginning. What yes. is it that you do? Mm. Uh, what does underdogs do? Okay, underdogs was established in 2011, so about in September. We are a rescue and rehabilitation center. We are. Sp- Breed specific mm-hmm. We just um, I myself got 27 years experience in the dog I had a passion I worked with Jeanette I was always with the PBFSA With the shows and stuff Then I started feeling um, To get a rehabilitation center And a rescue center For this dogs That's yes. so misunderstood Spe- yeah, People don't misunderstood. know the breed mm. And um, I started with one buying for my husband And then I had more And then I was a breeder And then I stopped immediately Because I was worried Where my dogs goes to yes. mm-hmm. And then I got into the, rehab, uh, the the background of the rescues And what happened to these dogs And yeah. where do they go um, And because I also uh, Then I started the, the rescue rehabilitation center It's a registered NPO Breed specific NPO Because right. there was not one at that stage There's a lot of people that say rescue petites Yes, and, yes uh, But they don't know the breed Because right. of the experience I have I, I just felt like there is a gap in the in the in the society mm-hmm. for knowing And Jeanette's got the, the, the history on them I started learning I'm an essay judge on the shows I pulled it out okay. And then I started with the rehabilitation on them Because I know the breed I know exactly what they do How they are If they act like this wise Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And um, up to today We're really working very hard Because there's thousands and thousands of dogs mm-hmm. running they don't know the breed. People don't stimulate them, and then they jump the fence. Okay. Um, they don't and it's become a yes, fashion, isn't it? it? I it mean, does. I was saying the other day, you look at all these music videos, yeah. Yeah. these big macho guys, yes. the gangsters, they always have a pit bull, and it drives me mad yes. because it encourages the wrong people. Yeah. It's a status, it's a status thing. Yeah. Yes. And they Absolutely. don't know about – you know that the pit bull was known as the nanny breed, yes. Yes. Uh, which means that they were, they were so tr- – they are mm. so trustworthy with children. It was the first dog in the White yeah. House in America. Was oh, a pit bull. That's why they called it the nanny's dog. But they've yeah. got the stigma and this, you know, around them because mm. of the wrong people adopting mm. them mm. and because of the, the whole dog fighting industry. And they start breeding which, for, 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 correct, for that. Which you know, breeding so for money, breeding but for But why is it that this breed is chosen for dog fighting? What is so good about them in the fight? Of course, they are very intelligent and they are very strong. Okay. Do they have and the lock? Do they have lockjaw? Is it? No. Not at okay. all. There's not such a thing. Mm-hmm. No. Mm. And Jeanette, now you are from Pitbull Federation of South Africa. What is it that you do? 
The Pitbull Federation is a show organization. We do education, go out and uh, educate the public mm. that not all Pitbull people are these macho guys yes. and everybody's fighting with, this do- with, with these dogs. At the, um, at the moment, the organization um, is the only organization that are totally against fighting yes. with these dogs. Um, we go in the public, like I'm saying, educating, creating um, awareness, awareness, everything. Mm, mm. Mm. And then we do shows. I mean, getting the people from the fighting side to rather show their dogs, rather show their dogs and show the nice side uh, mm. of the dogs because it's a working dog, and you do have to work with these dogs. That's maybe the problem. Everybody wants a dog, and a pit bull has this thing: it's an aggressive dog. Mm-hmm. A pit bull is not an aggressive; it's not a human aggressive. aggressive. It's humans yes. that's making mm-hmm. the dog aggressive, yeah. and that is where we sit, and that is where underdogs is sitting with so much smaller puppies because people is breeding uh, up to six months it's a nice nice pet mm-hmm. and then it starts getting work you have mm-hmm. to work You've this dog you have to socialize this dog and you have to play with this Still, dog yeah, and mm, then at, at the end of the day they phone and they say we don't want the dog it's not a nice breed and they either just open the gate oh, and it oh. runs they, yeah, they jump the fence. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. they abandon them. They abandon them totally, and that yeah. is where you yeah. sit with the problem that the rescue site are getting bigger, 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 mm. bigger, mm. Uh, and people, yeah, they just get these dogs for totally the wrong, the wrong reason. reason. This is a yeah. dog that need love. They have to stay in your house. And it's a lot of work. It's a companion. So it's, it's not it's a property like, protector. Yes. Don't okay. get a people to lay in the sun the whole day watching Locked up. In your back garden. Do, yeah. He's going to climb the wall. He's yes. going to look for people he needs to stimu- play. They need stimulation. Absolutely. They do. And that's why they do need obedience. And that's why the obedience training. Socialization. And stimul- yes. Now, Sharon, you specialize in pit bull tra- obedience training, rehabilitation, that kind of thing. Are they, they are dogs that need to be kept busy. They need they to be stimulated. To, socialization, very important. Very important, especially from a young age. If we can get our pit bulls socialized from a young age, they actually stay social. They don't. They. Um, that's why we bring the puppies into my pack because I've got about eleven that run freely together. Mm-hmm. Wow! So we bring the puppies in. They social. They socialize with my pack, okay. and then they learn to go out to accept other dogs okay. as well. That's so if you don't socialize them with other puppies from it the beginning, can be a problem. Yeah, yeah. But it's also. It's also very dependent on the owner. I mean, if I'm an owner that's going to encourage aggressive behavior, I'm going to have an aggressive dog. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose and it's, it's not only with pit bulls. That's I, I was with any just going to say, yeah. it's yeah. not just pit Any yeah. dog yeah. needs to be yeah. socialized, yeah. trained. Yes. I'll go back to you were saying about the nanny dog. I've got two grandchildren. Mm-hmm. They came into my home. I mean, yesterday we mm-hmm. dropped off eight puppies. Mm-hmm. And they were there. The puppies were all over the grandkids. I mean... Peyton was running after and they were chasing her. So they've also not been brought up with my pack, but they have accepted her into the mm-hmm. pack. Yes. So mm-hmm. she, and she tells them to sit. She and tells them to behave. When you say that they are a working dog, what does that mean? That they can't just be a pet at home. You have to do something with them. We, we do. Well, uh, my, son is a, my son and daughter are canine handlers at Oliver Tambor Airport. Mm-hmm. We've got three pit bulls working at okay. Oliver Tambor Airport. Two are explosives and one is narcotics. Okay. So if you are there, sometimes you will see them. Mm. Um, they mm. work. They're working dogs. They learn to sniff. And I've got at home. We're busy with training two on um, human rescue scents. 
Almost adopt the the lifestyle yes. of a pit bull. Yeah. Uh, they, if I say high maintenance, they need their exercise. Okay. They need mm. at least half an hour in the morning, half an hour in the evening. And if you don't have time for that, and it's not a dog that can just lie there yeah, or and lock him in the back, lock garden. him in the back, no. or in a kennel, or just give him food. He needs. Um, Stimulated, yeah. stimulated, and he wants to be with people. Mm-hmm. It's a dog that loves people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just giggling <laughs> here because <laughs> Leffy has left us a Christmas gift. Oh, so no. if you s- under the tree, in fact, in the corner here. So oh, if anyone no. smells it, it's not me. Under Gareth's Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. Garrett's I'm Christmas telling you one tree. thing. Um, something. <laughs> For all these years, I'm working with the dogs, and I've got three daughters of my own. Um, just be careful there. Yeah, sorry, she's getting all yeah. up in the wires <laughs> there, Shane. I've got three daughters, and I always tell the people when they ask me, um, how do you work with the dogs? How do you know what is a pit bull? How to, uh, if you can raise a child, you can raise mm. a pit bull. If you can raise a pit bull, you can raise a child. Yes. Because they, they don't understand if I say they've got a tantrum they've got intelligence mm. like a child they can if you stimulate them right they've got to have routine they got mm. a you've got a it's exactly the same as a child mm-hmm. if one eats and the other one looks at these plate and why does he get more than me okay. or one looks too long at the other one if you've got a lot and you're not there to watch them <laughs> mm. what are you looking yes. at they always it's really like children that's mm. why i say to people please i mean pit bulls is not for everybody if if you want a pit bull you've got to know that it's part of the family yes yeah. it's not only a pet in your house yes. it's a very and strong yes, breed it's a very it's strong, a very and, strong breed. Breed. And, and a breed with a lot of character yes. i come from a background yes. i've always had what they call the power breeds so mm. i've done the rottweilers mm. and mm. staffies and now I've got a, a bull terrier and a yes. pit bull. And I see with him yes. the character. Absolutely. He talks to you. Each you know, got he'll a sit and watch TV with us. Yeah, he's yes. got an amazing. Mm. But yes, he's, he, is, he needs a lot of attention. Mm. Are they but, very yeah. protective of their owners? Are yes. they. Mm. Yeah, they are. Um, they, I will say if you bring them up, like we're working with the rescues, uh, they adapt easy, easier. Us as the people that works with them to help them and um, socializing and rehabilitating them as they will with the real owners. Because mm-hmm. I had a situation where I took a dog away that was used for fighting mm-hmm. and that uh, the owner didn't want to give the dog. And the dog, I went in and he says, he's going to bite you. 
I walked straight up to the dock and the dock submitted for me anyway. Mm. And then the owner says, not to howl and you walk straight forward to the dock and the dog wanted to bite him. But I think they can sense yeah. you are there for them and you, the owner was not, he was abusive yeah. because of the way he wants him to react. Mm. So they are really striving on love. Yes. They really, really, they need a lot and, of love and, and peace. And you want to talk about, sorry, about the yeah. protectiveness. Mm. Uh, you know, with the kennels in Elders Drift, I've got a dog by the name of Kai. He, him, him and I went for a walk the other day, and he went into the bush in front of me, and there was a black mamba. So he actually oh went gosh. to go and sort of, you could see, you know, I'm also inquisitive, but I'm going to protect you as yes. well. Okay. So he's not running in my home. He's mm. one of my kennel dogs that we work with, so and he's a rescue. So they yes. do. They are, they are if so your life is in danger, I believe your pit bull yes. put its life in, yes. in danger to save your life. Yes. Mm. And that's that same dog is becoming blind. He's really getting blind, and Gosh, he was protecting you. And he was her. protecting yes. you. Mm. And it's still the, the whole pit bull fighting issue in right. South Africa. Are we winning the war against that? We are really battling because mm. sometimes it feels like it's just getting worse and mm. worse and worse because we get so many calls, please come and help take these dogs. It's not only the big dogs anymore that they use for fighting. The bait um, dogs too. Mm. Yeah, not also. The people. There's a lot of people that phone us and say they've got a dog that's a bay dog. And that's not a bay dog. They don't know what's a bay dog. Or the bo- dog has been fought with. But when we get there, we know exactly this dog is just neglected. It's not a fighting oh, dog. Because okay, they're running away with that stigma. You know, mm. it's a fighting mm. dog. From mm. an organization point, I just want to uh, say that there's too many people that think um, a pit bull, if you have a pit bull, everybody's fighting with the dog. Mm. If the dog gets out, uh, it's a it's a... This dog was in a fight. Yeah. Uh, from the rescue side, there's a, there's a lot of people that are rescuing pit bulls and, and talking about bait dogs. Okay. Yes. Uh, but they don't know what a bait dog is. If there's a dog that gets rescue and the dogs have a lot of scars, yes. then it comes out of uh, a fighting ring. Now, from my side, I want always to ask the people, if it comes out of a fighting ring, uh, was it a report to the police? Yes. Was it a report to the NSPCA? Uh, was there a case open? And were these people being uh, go to jail or yes. stuff like yes. that? Yes, what's going to happen But nobody now? can give you any information. So it's also the media and then some of the, the rescue people that's going out and saying, but this dog, if mm. the dog's ears are cropped, then you use it's this fight. dog for fighting. But it's not true. I mean, a pit bull is a dog that are not friendly with other dogs if he was not uh, socialized with. As any other dog. Now this dog gets out of the property by jump the wall, jump the wall or something like that. Mm. Now he's in a fight in the street. Don't and then somebody rescues and then, then it's a fighting dog. Oh. This dog is a fighting dog. Um, and, and, and for me, it's, it's so unfair towards our breed. Because 90% of these dogs are not fighting dogs. They're not mm. being bred for fighting. People fighting is illegal in South Africa. So according to me, yes, we're trying to, to, to fight the battle. Mm. And I think we're busy winning. Um, but yes, there and is. And are these people that are caught, do they get prosecuted? You know what, our laws are, while, are, yes. are very... Uh, they not they not for the for the mm, for the know, for the animals. Needs to be done, mm. So uh, we have to go through. But first time offence, second time offence, th- third time, then you will only get jail time. No, you do actually get jail time. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. And I think they also. I mean, it has been in the media that mm. they steal. 
Yeah. They do. They do. I mean, I know I'm of, worried. Yeah. You know? We've got a lot of calls. People say they just picked up this dog or they stole this dog from the SPCI. This dog is in the SPCI. The SPCI mm. is going to put them down because it's a pit bull. Not all SPCIs mm. put them down. I think only in KZN at the moment. And they're not really putting it down. It's just in case it was in such a state that you can't you work can't with it. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. can see when you lose it. But um, they are actually very – because they understand the breed easier now than they used to, mm. the SPCAs. Mm. So, uh, but a lot of people phone us and then they say they've got this pit bull and please help us. They stole it from this people. They're going to mm. fight with this dog. And if you steal a pit bull from somebody that you think is neglected or you think they're fighting with the dog, you can keep, be prosecuted for it because it's there. Mm. It's still there. Yeah. You're not allowed to do but it. You know report what? the person. Go and report yes. the animal cruelty yes. if you think. Also, another thing that I have a problem, people don't really know how a pit bull looks. So everybody will Ah. say, yes, there was a pit bull attack, or yes, there's a pit bull. But nobody really knows how a pit bull look. Yes. So for me, from again from the federation side, it's it's a big education thing. Educate the people. Yeah. What because is a pit all bull the bully breeds not? look look. Mm, there's there's, there's dogs that ears been cropped and then it's a pit bull. So again, so our the pit bull just gets the blame. Yes. Pit bull yes. gets the yes. blame yes. at Absolutely. the end of the day, and it's unfair. So educate media, help us to educate the people. Yeah, How absolutely. a pit bull looks. I think you guys are doing such amazing work, and uh, I think this is a lifestyle. Like you say, you can't just do this on the side. But as the average person, what do we do? How do we stop dog fighting? How do we help the pit bull? Yeah, how do we help you guys? Is there anything, any websites? You know what? We can the, go on? The, the NSPCA. The NSPCA is the governing body in South Africa. So, in other words, they. Um, if you know of something, you can report it yes. to the right. There's too many people that starting organizations and saying, we're going to stop dog fighting. But nobody is really, there's nothing happening. Mm. So let's work through one organization. Through the SPCA. Through, through the NSPCA. 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 Uh, give the information through to one person mm. and give it through. And then if they don't act on that, then you can act. Yes. Uh, on that, because if you if you read the Animal Protecting Act, there's a thing that's saying you have to any cruelty towards animal, any to person it. must be you reported have to, to report it mm. yes. either to the police, yes. and people must report things to the police. And if the police don't act on that, take it further. Mm. Our animals, we need to look after our animals. We have to report it to the police and the NSPCA. What mm. we're really asking is, um, if you are interested in taking a pit bull in, because we work with adoptions, we've got beautiful dogs that's been uh, um, neglected, abused, that's and looking that comes for out of new fighting, homes. That's yes. re- rehabilitated. Please, we're looking for nice homes. We are not working for people. We're working for the dogs. Yes, mm. as I told him, we're and really I'm sure you'll do a good dogs. home yes. check to yes. make sure no, no, who they go to. We are very strict, and that's one of the motors. On you'll see everybody's talking about it because we've got a 99.9% success rate. Mm. Wow. We are a registered NPO. We're working on donations, so mm. we really need the public to help yes. us and support us because we really rehabilitating. We've got other organizations that takes in the pits <coughs> and then they home them and then the phone is afterwards and say this dog is yeah. horrible. You really have to know what mm-hmm. you're getting into. Don't man. just... Don't just uh, adopt a pit bull if you don't know if it's been rehabilitated mm. and where it's been. Not because there is problems, issues mm. with their behavior afterwards. And then we're anyway going to be called mm. to help them. 
So we've got beautiful dogs on the on the premises yes. at the moment. And puppies as well. Puppies. puppies as well. Yesterday I took in another uh, litter of eight puppies. Sure. Mm. This is one of the pups that's in your studio today. Yeah, yeah so well they, behaved. Yeah. So we've well got behaved. Quite a, yeah, we've got yeah. quite a lot of uh, uh, litters coming in mm. lately yeah. because other we had one uh, occasion where we uh, the people is fighting with the male and uh, the female and they put the pups in, in the oh. background and then the mother fight, wins the fights because oh. the pups is in the back. She's oh, trying to yeah. Do yeah. So She's got yep. that adrenaline. Then the pups is pretty. I mean, I saw the, the pictures yes. you showed me in yep. your portfolio. They are they are really and then we've quite got upsetting. Others where it's been uh, where the mother is, you know, that's overbreeding, backyard mm. breeding, and oh. breeding. Then it's also cruelty. They take the female away, and we get the puppies. Another thing, All I right. just want to mm. say quickly. Also, the pit bulls f- from underdogs working with them is. The pit bulls adopt the people. It's mm. not yes, the people that yes. adopt the dog. Mm. Uh, there's a procedure that. Uh, that mm. they work on They yes. take the dog to the home See mm. if the dog Socialize fits into the home Socialize the dog And two weeks after it, They the right go way. back and check again Because if that dog doesn't accept the family Then mm. it's, there's going to be a problem And then underdogs take the dog back again mm. Mm. So that's, that's a nice thing for me From their side No, I think, you know what there's no reason for people to get puppies from pet stores or from mm, backyard no. breeders when there's so many puppies sitting in shelters. Mm. And like uh, yourselves who have dogs and puppies available. So if you're looking for a new friend, new best yeah. friend to join your home, go onto, you got a website. Yeah, I see here www.underdogs.co.za. And Very also a Facebook, Facebook page. page. You've got mm-hmm. a Facebook page. And then you can look on Canine Zone Facebook page, which is my Facebook mm-hmm. page. We also posted in your donation drive, your Christmas donation you. drive. Awesome. Wonderful yeah. to have you ladies And thank you today. so much for all the work yeah, that you do. Yeah, thanks for what you do. Yeah, Best breed in the world. Oh, Love absolutely. them. It's <laughs> the most rewarding thing to do. Yes. No, I'm sure it is. Thank you so much. Ladies, thank you so much for coming in and for bringing us the dogs. And I see that one is quite asleep there. When we come back, Sharon, we have uh, Peter Lamberti yes, talking about do. his wildlife videography. Behind these bars, I spend a year of hard time here in this pen. And you know, in dog years, that's seven to ten. I'm busting out, but it sure is a crime. So many hydrants, so little time, because I'm a bad dog. All right, we are back on Animal Central with myself, Jono Sinclair, and Sharon Dale. Oh, Sharon, I'm very sorry. Let me get your <laughs> well, mic on there. On the mic. Yeah, there we go. We were just trying to clean up the mess that Liffy left for us. <laughs> Under and, the Christmas tree. I uh, know. I'm so glad that Gareth has already left. He didn't get to see that. <laughs> Lots of air freshener. So if I start sneezing. Yes. Thank you to Duncan for spraying us some air freshener. All right, let us get started. Peter Lamberti, welcome to Animal Central. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, you are a wildlife videographer. Is that your title? Well, not really. Um, I, I would call myself a wildlife filmmaker. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more that goes with this job than actually just doing the videography or what we call camera work. Okay. And uh, you've been in this business for more than, is it 30 years? Or? Um, sort of 25, I'd say. 25. Yeah. It's still lo- long nonetheless. Um, Peter, I'm just going to ask you to get right up to that mic there. My okay. engineers are shouting at me from behind you there. <laughs> No, Peter, what, what made you go into this business? Well, it was something that I did as a hobby. And um, I did it as a hobby while I was in the Army. Oh, right. And I was in the South African Special Forces and um, based up in a town called Palaboa, which yes, is on the yes. b- uh, border of Kruger. 
Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of my uh, free time in the Kruger Park doing wildlife photography, and my passion grew from there. You know, also the whole uh, thing with being a kind of bush warfare soldier and being a guy walk, creeping around the bush mm. filming animals, the only thing you swap is you swap your gun for your camera. For a camera. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, a whole lot of what you had learned about in your bushcraft, tracking and survival and all those things, you know, all applied. How to be aware in the bush, how to, um, yeah, because all these movies are based around unique animal behavior. And how do you get that behavior is by kind of, um, not being too, too obtrusive when you're in the bush. All right. Uh, moving around quietly, being aware of what's going on so that you can read the situation before something happens. Because, you know, you can go to the bush and rely on luck and get mm-hmm. something to happen in front of you. You know, a, a lot of people get amazing behavior on camera. But when you're doing it as a profession, you need to mm. maximize these yes. things. You, you can't have one a year or... or yeah, you, you have know. deadlines. Hey, yes. Yeah. So... You you need to kind of anticipate what's going to happen in the bush and get yourself into the right position so that you can catch what's going to happen on, on camera. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but you can kind of slowly, with the more experience you get, mm-hmm. you will minimize the odds. Mm. Has there ever been something that you missed, something amazing that happened and your camera just wasn't on at the right time? Tons of stuff. Mm. <laughs> yeah, a lot. And, and you, you'll be surprised how many kills happen behind the bush. Mm. So you've got the whole chase and everything, but the takedown happens behind a okay. bush. And sometimes it's <laughs> the only bush around. Mm. So, uh, and and that, that seems to happen more than what sort of logic would say mm. they should. Mm. Is there a reason for that? Or is it just how they do it? This is no, it's, what happens. it's just some be- having bad luck, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a couple of bushes and the takedown happens behind, behind the bush that one little bush. Yeah. <laughs> but Peter, just going back a bit for those who don't know, what mm. is a videographer? Is it videos? Is it photography? Well, in my opinion, a videographer is an amateur with a video. Okay. Um, we call people that shoot, it doesn't matter what camera they use, they're cameramen. Mm-hmm. And they're filming with the camera. It, it can be um, uh, a video camera. It can be a... I mean, today we're filming with digital cinema cameras. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we don't refer to our guys as videographers. We refer to them as cameramen. As cameramen. And yeah. you, you started your organization with literally just you. Yes. And now it's this multi... I, I see here you employ up to 90 people. Is it even more than that now? No, no, no. Um, we've, the most we've ever had was 90. And that was when we were doing a big series for Animal Planet, which I think we sort of wrapped the shooting... Gee, uh, maybe 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, a series called Battleground Rhino Wars. It was about anti-poaching mm-hmm. in the sort of surrounding areas of Kruger. And we had a very, very big crew because uh, we shot three episodes in, um, in in quite a short time. I think about about six weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a very big crew to do that. Okay. No, that's fantastic. Like. Oh, Sharon, you want No, I was just going to say, how long does it take to, to shoot the average? So you work for Nat Geo, Animal Planet. How long does it take to shoot a series? Well, a lot of our s- stories are behavioral-based, so our crews are small, mm-hmm. usually two people. We've got oh, a really? cameraman who's a, who, who kind of plays the role of DOP mm. and, to a large extent, storyteller, mm-hmm. and he goes into the bush with the camera assistant, who must be able to shoot as well, Yes, mm-hmm. but and, and he does the sound and to, together they work as a team. Um, and 
you know, when we budget these films, we budget four months of filming. Mm. But it's not four months straight after each other because um, it's, it's, it's in little pieces. Because to sell a behavioral film, you can't just go along and sell it on paper because the chances are when you get a budget, you're mm. going to go to the bush and you're not going to find mm. what, the, what, what they're looking want. for. Yeah. Yes. So we do a lot of development. And development is kind of self-funded. So you, you, you kind of research and you, and you learn that certain areas are very good for, uh, you know, good behavior. And you send a crew in and basically you, you are subject to what you get. Yeah. Yes. You know, so often we will go and we'll plan on a story where you, we're going to go and get lion and crocodile interaction. Mm. <laughs> um, and, you know, you might get something else. As it happens, we went and we targeted lion and crocodile interaction in the Luangwa River, and we got it. We got the most amazing behavior in our first shoot for that film. Now, so I could sell that film yes. on, on that behavior, but then I had to go back for three months and get all the bits and pieces to build that story. I was going to say, I'm sure there's a lot of waiting yes. involved yeah. for exactly the right interaction. And you've got to get the seasons, and you, yes. you know, you've got to tell the whole story. So... If you look at it, you, I would say you do about four months of filming, but spread over a year to co cover sure, all the seasons. to cover all. Okay. What happens if you start filming a certain pride of lions or whatever the animal is, and the star of your show maybe passes away in the middle of your shooting? Well, you know, that there is something which you always discuss with the broadcaster that you're working with. If the star passes away, you know, that could be something very dramatic in well, the story. Well, sure, to mm. follow. Um no broadcasters want sad stories, so they mm -hmm. always, you know, most animal films are made for family viewing, so okay. um, we don't want to demonize the animals, we also don't want to leave people heartbroken, so, you know, if, if your star dies, you know, somebody else rises and kind of okay. takes over and everything is good again. But So, yeah, I mean, you, you've got to make the best story out of what mm. you can, are able to capture on camera. Because a lot of time, I mean, that's reality. I'm, I'm an animal planet nature junkie, and mm. my husband will tell you there's some times that I don't watch. I'll go, I don't want to look at this. <laughs> I don't want to see a, a lion attacking yeah. or, or a, a lion cub, you know, getting attacked. by something. But mm. that is reality, and that is what you're showing. Do you ever get involved? I mean, I often would say, why don't they help it? Yeah. You know, is it something you don't do? You don't get involved. You know what? As filmmakers, we do not get involved in any sort of Unfolding tragedy mm. that's going on, but um, we have. It must be difficult not to. Yeah. yeah. Listen, you know what? You are able to separate because mm. when you spend a lot of time in the wild, you know you get you get yes. used to it and you see these things happen. Um, but we have been in certain game reserves where the management of the game reserve has decided to get involved and like pull a, a buffalo that's been stuck in the mud, pull it out of the mud. Okay. And okay. you know if the game reserve does it. But we will never initiate that and we will never get behind doing something like that. But I can imagine if you're filming a certain animal for like six months on end, you do become sort a of little attached, bit attached to it, you know? Yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. And how do you, I mean, I suppose you have to be away from your family a long time, these cameramen spending long hours in the sun, like just the two of them. How do you not lose touch with reality? How do you keep grounded? And You know what? Um, we can... I, I don't like to send my cameramen away for more than four weeks at, mm -hmm. at a time, mm -hmm. but I usually keep it to two weeks. 
Because I know from doing this myself for many years, your first two weeks, you're very aware, you see everything. After two weeks, you start getting blasé and you start mm-hmm. missing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so my kind of ideal length of a shoot is send the guys into the bush two weeks, bring them mm-hmm. back out, um, you know, evaluate the footage, work on the story, brief the guys. You know, also, I mean, we've, I've had guys go into the bush for three months. Mm-hmm. But they don't come back with um, the footage you need. Yeah, mm-hmm. they start getting jaded mm-hmm. and and missing stuff, and so yeah. I mean, and also most guys have got families, and they mm. you know they they need to get back. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think it's necessary to do the really long stints. So. And Peter, what about the danger factor? That mm. must be there. Have you got any interesting stories to tell mm. us where you were put in a, a situation that could have been dangerous? Look, <clears throat> I have been in dangerous situations, and but, um, <clears throat> you know, I think when you're in the bush, animals really give, you know, their body language can tell you mm-hmm. when you're overstepping mm. the mark or when you've stayed around too long. Mm-hmm. And most times the animal behavior will tell you you need to move off and we obey that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So f- for most part, I think, you know, if you think about the 11,000 hours of film that we've got, mm-hmm. we've never had a, anybody injured while filming. Really? Mm-hmm. We have ha- been charged by animals, yes, and we have, a lot of it's been mock, which mm. means you've, you know, you've overstepped the mark. Yes, or sometimes you've just got an animal that's tolerance, in the tolerance mm. level is shorter than normal and it'll come and charge you before you, it's given mm. you a reasonable warning. But Are we talking elephants here, mainly? Yeah, elephants, uh, lion. I've been charged by elephant, lion, um, leopard, uh, mm. uh, rhino, but... Sure, not. that must have got the adrenaline rushing yeah. to be charged by a leopard. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? It's mostly a mock charge. It's like saying, listen, get out it's of here. It's a warning. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. then you go. Um, you know, diving with sharks. Also, you've had um, sharks come and bite the camera. Wow. You know, mm. it's. I would I would not say it was a, an, an intentional attack mm. on the camera. You must remember sharks feels things with his mouth yes. yeah. and the camera is putting out an electromagnetic field around it so you know often it's a cu- a curiosity mm. where it will yeah. just take the lens in its mouth and it will feel it and um, it makes great footage yeah. sure. um, but you you know again uh, you know underwater I find keeping eye contact with sharks you generally well, that okay. must be amazing to have mm. eye contact with a shark. Yeah, yeah. to hold that oh. eye contact. Yes, <laughs> that must you be know, incredible. Know, when you put your eye to the viewfinder, and that they, I find that it does, the sharks do up their interest in you. Really, but um, but generally, you know, if you've got a good understanding of the animals you're working with, and you prepare to take the time to read the body language, you can avoid. Mm. Most most incidents. incidents. So you yeah. have to judge the situation yes. as it's the behavior. Because Peter, I was looking up and seeing some of the the programs you've done. I saw Predator Bay, Dolphin Army, Croc Ganglands. Well, of all of these programs that you've done, which would have been your favorite? Yeah, what's your what highlights? What did you enjoy the most? Mm. I suppose after eleven thousand hours, yeah, it's, it's hard, quite to, hard to choose. You know, I didn't film all of these shows, and I. You know, so I would obviously think about a show that I filmed myself. Uh, one I liked was the Lions of Crocodile River, mm-hmm. which was about a pride of lions that I spent a couple of years filming in the Luangwa Valley. 
Mm-hmm. Up in the Lion Camp area, um, a very, very beautiful part of Africa. Uh, probably one of my favorite um, sort of places for general game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, um, I actually followed this pride trying to raise cubs, and every time the floods came, the cubs were killed oh. by the floods. Oh, no. And it was all a timing issue. And then one year they gave birth earlier. So by the time the floods came, the cubs were big enough to cope with it. Okay. And we came back the next year because you get chased out during the floods. You can't move around there. So when we came back after the floods, we saw that the cubs had made it. And, you know, we had been filming them. So it mm. made a great story. Oh, and fantastic. Great movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there were others. I mean, Dolphin Army. That must have yeah. been incredible mm. to interact with dolphins. Yeah. And that is the sardine run. You know, you've got ah, the common right. dolphin that come and follow the sardines. And during the sardine run, you've got, you get multiple uh, pods of dolphins that actually come and they join up. And they actually form like a super pod at yes. times where that can be up to 2,000 dolphins. Oh, my goodness. Sure. And this only happens rarely and it doesn't happen every day, you know, every year even. But we managed to film this on a couple of occasions and it's just absolutely it, it must be awe-inspiring. Yeah, it is. Awe-inspiring it's, 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 it to is. see them in their natural habitat and, and their yeah. behavior. I would imagine the underwater filming is not for everybody. I would imagine that is such a mm. taking you out of your environment. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes. And you can't stay under there for long periods of time. <laughs> so you have to go under, get your shots, and hope for the best, you know? You can't yeah. hang around there all day. You know what? I grew up in, in a man's toti, so and I was a, li- a little... N- Nipper lifesaver as a little kid, and uh, so I grew up with the, you know the ocean and surfing and and um, snorkeling and stuff. So mm. I'm very comfortable in, in your water. element in yeah. water. Yes. Mm, mm, no, I, I think what you've done with your career is amazing, and taking your love of something and making not so much money out of it, but turning turning it into a sustainable career for yourself and your family is something amazing. And I know your company Aquavision is going from success to success and you have these huge clients, Animal Planet and Nat Geo Wild. And I think that's fantastic that someone in South Africa has done that. Yes, and, it is. Yeah, leading the way in that field because you don't want only the Americans and Europeans coming here with their film crews and filming our animals. Why don't we do it ourselves? Mm. And I think that's what you've done. And that's amazing. You know, there's, South Africa's got quite a nice history of um, very good filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a couple of guys who've really made outstanding films and won big international awards, and a lot of, you know, from South Africa. Mm-hmm. So it is some, it's, I, I think it's one of South Africa's great exports. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that we've got that we export and we kind of maintain, um, quite, you know, a status in amongst all the Filmmakers of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think our film industry as a whole is growing. No, it for definitely sure. is. And Peter, what's next for you? Yeah. What's coming up? You've got anything exciting? Yeah, we do. On the horizon, we've got a, v- a very big tentpole special that we're doing for Discovery at the moment. It's mm-hmm. a it's a lion film. It's called To Be King. Okay. And it's about the reign of the Mapojo lions in the Sabi Sands. Okay. And this is a two-hour special, and Discovery only make four a year, so. It's a real feather in our cap to do mm. one of these big specials, and um, everybody's very excited about this show. And now that you are the top of your, your business, do you actually still go out there and shoot, or is it more just your crewmen that go out there? You know what? I still go out and shoot, mm. but I don't get into the bush as much as I'd like to. I mm-hmm. do have young kids, so I... Mm. I, I, I you have I to be a father. Eh? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, I, I do go... To, and do you know a couple of shoots a year, and I take my family with me where I can. 
So can our uh, listeners look out for anything? When would that show be On Discovery? Be aired? Yeah, I would imagine end of next year. Um, we uh, uh, Delivery is sort of March, April. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, no, that sounds – I mean, it sounds like a fantastic lifestyle to get out there – I feel like that our time with Peter has been too short. It's we have way too short. I'm, I'm sure, sure you have yeah, lots so of many stories. more stories. Yeah, but just before you go, what is your favorite animal? Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've been around so many, but what is the one that touches your heart? You know, this changes. Um, mm. I think when you're making a film about a certain animal, they can actually, you know, be that favorite animal for a while. Mm-hmm. I can't have one favorite animal. Mm. I don't. I can't say, "Listen, cheetah are my favorite," yeah. or "Lion are." I I like most dynamic wildlife. You know, okay. animals that that are a challenge to film. That mm-hmm. um, you know, test your your ability to interpret what they're going to do. They keep mm. you sort of on your, your feet. Toes, yeah. And now, do they at all? I can imagine when you're spending months at a time in their space. Do they become attached to you? Do they recognize the vehicles, the cameras? They do. Really, they do, and um, you know, this is something that is kind of I think developed out of the tourism business because mm. animals get habituated to vehicles following them. Mm. They actually carry on absolutely normally As with normal. this vehicle driving next to them, mm. and they seem absolutely unperturbed by it. So, so we capitalize on that, um, mm. being able to follow animals. They and they kind of, you know, I mean, we've had animals use our vehicle. To take cover when they are um, stalking animals, mm-hmm. we've had animals kind of run and sort of take a shortcut behind our vehicle to get away from a predator. Mm-hmm. So you come part of the scene, part of the yeah. environment. Yeah. Yes, mm. yes. No, Peter, know, I'm so sorry that our time has been so lifestyle. short. But yeah, you've done some amazing work, and I hope everyone will check out. And I'm sure, without even knowing it, we've seen your work. Uh, you know, yes, browsing definitely. through the the animal channels on DSTV. I'm sure we've come across something. And yeah, I hope that you grow from success to success. And I know that one day we will have you back. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Thank you very much. Thanks, right. Peter. Thanks okay. for being with us. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's all we've got time for this week. Yeah, I see we we're going uh, a bit over we're time. We're going a little bit over time. Yeah, but I'm we'll sorry, be back rookies again and next rock week. stars. We will cut it short now. And hopefully next week we're probably going to have some snakes in the studio. So oh. that should be interesting. But they won't leave us gifts under the tree, I hope. Uh, they, yeah. may. <laughs> <laughs> they may. Sharon, Thanks thank for you. listening, everybody. Remember, if you didn't catch us live or you want to listen again, go on to our podcasts. And we'll be back next Wednesday. That's it. Thank you, Sharon.